Shema Yisrael Adonai Eloheinu Adonai Echad Baruch Shem Kehud Malkuto Le'olam Va'ed Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one. Blessed be the name of the glory of His kingdom forever and ever. Amen. Good morning, Mishpacha. Welcome to the Daily Audio Torah. I'm Laura Densmore, your host, and I'm so glad you're joining in with me today. Today is Thursday, January 19th. In Revelation 1.8, Yeshua says of himself, I am the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the ending, says the Lord, which is and which was and which is to come, the Almighty. Did you know that if you read Genesis 1.1 in Hebrew, there is an olive tov right smack dab in the middle of that verse? Truly, Yeshua, the olive tov, is there in the beginning and the end. So, if you were reading your Bible in Hebrew, whenever you come across Aleph Tav, this is a direct reference to Yeshua. The acronym for Daily Audio Torah is D-A-T. In Hebrew, that is Dalit Aleph Tav. When you unpack that in the ancient Hebrew picture language, what it means is this. Doorway to the Aleph Tav. The Daily Audio Torah is your doorway to the Aleph Tav, your doorway to Yeshua. Are you being blessed by this ministry? Please consider supporting Daily Audio Torah. You can make a one-time or a recurring donation by going to dailyaudiotorah.com and then click on the Give pick on the navigation menu. You can then make a secure online donation there. Thank you for your prayers, and thank you for your support. Now let's continue our journey through the entire Bible in one year. This week we are reading from the New Living Translation for the Hebrew Scriptures and for the Brit Hadashah. Today we continue the Torah portion, Vayera, and it means, And I Appeared. Exodus 8, 7-18 And the magicians did so with their enchantments and brought up frogs upon the land of Egypt. Then Pharaoh called for Moses and Aaron, and said, Entreat the Lord that he may take away the frogs from me and from my people, and I will let the people go, that they may do sacrifice unto the Lord. And Moses said to Pharaoh, Glory over me, when shall I entreat for you, and for your servants, and for your people, to destroy the frogs from you and your houses, that you may remain in the river only? And he said, Tomorrow, and he said, Be it according to your word, that you may know that there is no other God like unto the Lord our God. And the frogs shall depart from you, and from your houses, and from your servants, and from your people. They shall remain in the river only. And Moses and Aaron went out from Pharaoh, and Moses cried to the Lord because of the frogs which he had brought against Pharaoh. And the Lord did according to the word of Moses, and the frogs died out of the houses, out of the villages, and out of the fields. 
and they gathered them together to heaps, and the land stank. But when Pharaoh saw that there was respite, he hardened his heart and hearkened not unto them, as the Lord had said. And the Lord said to Moses, Say unto Aaron, Stretch out your rod, and smite the dust of the land, that it may become lice throughout all the land of Egypt. And they did so. For Aaron stretched out his hand with his rod, and smote the dust of the earth, and it became lice in man and in beast. All the dust of the land became lice throughout all the land of Egypt. And the magicians did so with their enchantments to bring forth lice but they could not. So there were lice upon man and upon beast. Then the magicians said to Pharaoh, This is the finger of God. And Pharaoh's heart was hardened, and he hearkened not unto them, as the Lord had said. Matthew twelve forty six to 13, 23. As Yeshua was speaking to the crowd, his mother and brothers stood outside asking to speak to him. Someone told Yeshua, Your mother and your brothers are standing outside, and they want to speak to you. Yeshua asked, Who is my mother? Who are my brothers? Then he pointed to his disciples and said, Look, these are my mother and brothers. Anyone who does the will of my Father in heaven is my brother and sister and mother. Later that same day, Yeshua left the house and sat beside the lake. A large crowd soon gathered around him, so he got into a boat. Then he sat there and taught as the people stood on the shore. He told many stories in the form of parables, such as this one. Listen, a farmer went out to plant some seeds. As he scattered them across his field, some seeds fell on a footpath and the birds came and ate them. Other seeds fell on shallow soil with underlying rock. The seeds sprouted quickly because the soil was shallow. But the plants soon wilted under the hot sun, and since they didn't have deep roots, they died. Other seeds fell among thorns that grew up and choked out the tender plants. Still other seeds fell on fertile soil, and they produced a crop that was thirty, sixty, and even a hundred times as much as had been planted. Anyone with ears to hear should listen and understand. His disciples came and asked him, Why do you use parables when you talk to the people? He replied, You are permitted to understand the secrets of the kingdom of heaven, but others are not. To those who listen to my teaching, more understanding will be given, and they will have an abundance of knowledge. But for those who are not listening, even what little understanding they have will be taken away from them. That is why I use parables. For they look, but they don't really see. They hear, but they don't really listen or understand. This fulfills the prophecy of Isaiah that says, When you hear what I say, you will not understand. When you see what I do, you will not comprehend. For the hearts of these people are hardened, and their ears cannot hear, and they have closed their eyes. So their eyes cannot see, and their ears cannot hear, and their hearts cannot understand, and they cannot turn to me and let me heal them. But blessed are your eyes, because they see, and your ears, because they hear. 
I tell you the truth, many prophets and righteous people longed to see what you see, but they didn't see it. And they longed to hear what you hear, but they didn't hear it. Now listen to the explanation of the parable about the farmer planting seeds. The seed that fell on the footpath represents those who hear the message about the kingdom and don't understand it. Then the evil one comes and snatches away the seed that was planted in their hearts. The seed on the rocky soil represents those who hear the message and immediately receive it with joy. But since they don't have deep roots, they don't last long. They fall away as soon as they have problems or are persecuted for believing God's word. The seed that fell among the thorns represents those who hear God's word, but all too quickly the message is crowded out by the worries of this life and the lure of wealth, so no fruit is produced. The seed that fell on good soil represents those who truly hear and understand God's word and produced a harvest of thirty, sixty, or even a hundred times as much as had been planted. Psalm 17, 1-15 O Lord, hear my plea for justice. Listen to my cry for help. Pay attention to my prayer, for it comes from honest lips. Declare me innocent, for you see those who do right. You have tested my thoughts and examined my heart in the night. You have scrutinized me and found nothing wrong. I am determined not to sin in what I say. I have followed your commands, which keep me from following cruel and evil people. My steps have stayed on your path. I have not wavered from following you. I am praying to you because I know you will answer, O God. Bend down and listen as I pray. Show me your unfailing love in wonderful ways. By your mighty power you rescue those who seek refuge from their enemies. Guard me as you would guard your own eyes. Hide me in the shadow of your wings. Protect me from wicked people who attack me, from murderous enemies who surround me. They are without pity. Listen to their boasting. They track me down and surround me, watching for the chance to throw me to the ground. They are like hungry lions, eager to tear me apart, like young lions hiding in ambush. Arise, O Lord, stand against them and bring them to their knees. Rescue me from the wicked with your sword. By the power of your hand, O Lord, destroy those who look to this world for their reward. But satisfy the hunger of your treasured ones. May their children have plenty, leaving an inheritance for their descendants. Because I am righteous, I will see you. When I awake, I will see you face to face and be satisfied. Proverbs 3, 33-35 The Lord curses the house of the wicked, but he blesses the home of the upright. The Lord mocks the mockers, but is gracious to the humble. The wise inherit honor, but fools are put to shame. I want to speak to you today from our Torah portion from Exodus chapter 8, and there were just a few verses from that chapter, but what I want to zoom in on and focus on is the fact that Pharaoh's heart 
kept getting hardened. And why is that? Pharaoh's heart was kept getting hardened with each successive judgment because behind that hardening of the heart is a spirit of pride. So what I want to do is I want to share a chapter from you from the book, Break Every Chain, 25 Strongholds and How to Defeat Them, written by John Eckhart. And the chapter is chapter 12, Break the Chains of Pride. This is what we see operating in Pharaoh, but it's also a spirit that commonly operates in just about every single human being, especially before we come to Christ. And I've often wondered and asked the Lord this question, why is it that so few people actually repent? And I'm not just talking about people who live in the world and who are unbelievers. I mean, even in the Christian world, even in the believing world, the world of faith, very few people ever actually repent. Why is that? It's because the spirit of pride prevents a person from repenting. That's the very first sin that has to go, that has to be confessed and repented of. And once the wall of pride comes down, then you can get to all the other sins that are hiding behind that wall of pride. So I want to share this chapter with you and then read the prayer. Break the chains of pride. He, Leviathan, beholds every high thing. He is king over all the children of pride. Job 41.34 One of the most difficult demons to defeat in the spirit is the spirit of pride. In fact, some people never seem to overcome this spirit and eventually end up falling. Pride is inordinate self-esteem, an exalted opinion of oneself, haughtiness, and arrogance. In Job 41, pride is manifested as the spirit of Leviathan, a ruling spirit that causes people to be stubborn and stiff-necked. Other manifestations of pride include hardness of heart, verse 24, cursing and lying, Psalm 59.12. Contention, Proverbs 13.10. Drunkenness, Isaiah 28.3. Wrath, Proverbs 21.24. Strife, Proverbs 28.25. Disobedience, rebellion, and stubbornness, Nehemiah 9.16 and 29. Arguing and disputing, 1 Timothy 6.4, 2 Timothy 3.2. And not seeking the Lord. Psalm 10, 4. Job 41 says Leviathan's scales are his pride. No air can come between them. Air represents spirit, and one of the manifestations of pride is the inability to flow in the spirit. Leviathan will attempt to block the flow and manifestations of the Holy Spirit in the assembly. Proud people can hinder the flow of the spirit. Humility is a key to operating in the power of the Holy Spirit. Job 41 indicates that Leviathan protects himself with armor. Proud people have a way of closing themselves off and hiding behind the scales of pride. That's why when attacking Leviathan, we must strip his scales. Job 41 goes on to say, 
Will he make many supplications unto you? Will he speak soft words to you? Supplication is prayer, and Leviathan is too proud to make supplication. Leviathan will therefore attempt to block prayer and attack prayer ministries. We have also found that getting sleepy when praying can be connected to Leviathan. This is yet another reason the spirit of pride must be broken down. If you are not able to be persistent in your prayers or you don't have desire to pray, you will not overcome. Leviathan is a covenant-breaking spirit. Job 41.4 Many marriages have suffered because of the operation of Leviathan. A marriage will not survive if mates operate in pride and lack submission to each other. If you are facing impossible issues in your marriage, pride may be why. Pride causes rebellion and lack of repentance. Repentance shows humility and an openness to God's will being done. It shows a realization of His divine sovereignty and wisdom. Repentance is also a sign that the purpose and benefit of Christ's death have been received. When we repent, we take on the righteousness of Christ. The battle with pride may be one of the most difficult you will encounter. Pride is very strong in many people's lives, and it will take fierce determination and persistence to defeat it. Job 41.31 says, Leviathan dwells in the deep. Pride can be so deeply rooted in our lives that it can be difficult to pull out. But God has the power to smite and break Leviathan's head. If you're struggling with pride, fasting is a great weapon because when we fast, we humble our souls. Here are some prayers and declarations to break a prideful spirit. Lord, I break the spirit of pride so that I will not fall and be destroyed. Proverbs 16.18 I loose myself from Leviathan's control. Job 41 Father, punish Leviathan with your fierce, great, and strong sword. Isaiah 27.1 Let not Leviathan oppress me. Psalm 119.122 I come against strife caused by the spirit of pride. Proverbs 13.10 I break the spirit of pride. It will not bring me low. I will have a humble spirit. Proverbs 29.23 Pride will not serve as my necklace, nor will violence cover me like a garment. Psalm 73.6 I will not be puffed up with pride and fall into the same condemnation as the devil. 1 Timothy 3.6 I break pride off my life in the name of Yeshua. I will not stumble in my iniquity like Israel, Ephraim, and Judah. Hosea 5.5 I strip the scales of Leviathan and take away his armor. Job 41.15 and Luke 11.22 The spirit of pride will not rule me. I shall not be desolate in the day of rebuke. Hosea 5.9 Let not the foot of pride come against me, and let not the hand of the wicked drive me away. Psalm 36, 11 I fear the Lord, therefore I hate evil, pride, arrogance, and the evil way. I hate the perverse mouth. Proverbs 8, 13 I break the spirit of the pride of life, for it is not of the Father, but of the world. 
1 John 2.16 I will not be wise in my own eyes. Proverbs 26.12 I will let another man and not my own mouth praise me, a stranger and not my own lips. Proverbs 27.2 I dare not class myself or compare myself with those who commend themselves. They are not wise. 2 Corinthians 10.12 I do not respect the proud or those who turn aside to lies. I make the Lord my trust. Psalm 40.4 I will not talk proudly and will let no arrogance come from my mouth. 1 Samuel 2.3 Prayer and Declaration of the Humble I will humble myself in the sight of the Lord and He will lift me up. James 4.10 I will not allow pride to enter my heart and cause me shame. I will be humble and clothed in wisdom. Proverbs 11.2 I am better off being of a humble spirit with the lowly than dividing the spoil with the proud. Proverbs 16.19 I will humble myself under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt me in due time. 1 Peter 5.6 My soul will make its boast in the Lord. The humble will hear of it and be glad. Psalm 34, 2 Let me be like Moses, who was very humble, more than all the men who were on the face of the earth. Numbers 12, 3 I will speak evil of no one. I will be peaceable and gentle, showing all humility to all men. Titus 3. 2. As the elect of God, holy and beloved, I will put on tender mercies, kindness, humility, meekness, and long-suffering. Colossians 3.12. I will seek the Lord. I will seek righteousness and humility, so that I may be hidden in the day of the Lord's anger. Zephaniah 2.3. I desire to be like Christ, who humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death on the cross. Philippians 2.8 Through humility and the fear of the Lord, I am given riches and honor and life. Proverbs 22.4 I will humble myself as a little child. Matthew 18.4 And finally we wrap up with never again confessions. Never again will I allow pride, Leviathan, to control my life. Job 41. Never again will I allow my heart to become hardened. Job 41.24. Never again will I allow the Holy Spirit's power to not flow in my life. The scales of Leviathan have been ripped from my life. Job 41.15. Never again will stubbornness control my life, for stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry. I am not stiff-necked. For Samuel 15.23 Never again will I walk in vanity and vainglory. Galatians 5.26 Never again will I walk in selfish ambition. James 3.14 Never again will I speak in a boastful way. James 4.16 And now we're going to wrap up and conclude with a really awesome song from a good friend of mine, Uh, Brad Grumman, and the song is, well, I'll call it Prayer for Deliverance from Egypt. And so it's music concerning the Hebrews when they were living in Egypt and their cry to God, 
that he would deliver them out of all of their bondage and slavery. Enjoy. Oh, Will you bring us out from under all these burdens? Oh, Baba God, will you bring us out from under? These great burdens Will you save us With your mighty hand Show your wonders Once again Oh, Will you take us to be Your people The name
you are fathers, it's our inheritance. That's what you said. Oh, Abba Young, will you take us to be your people? The Will you take us to be your people? Oh, yes, Ryan, will we know that you are Elohim when you bring us home once again? Oh, Baba God. Will you bring us out from all these burdens? Oh, our young. Will you bring us out from under these great burdens? Will you save us with your mighty hand? Show your wonders once again. Yevrekka Adonai Blessing from Numbers chapter 6, 24 to 26. Adonai bless you and keep you. Adonai make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. Adonai lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. <laughs> 